0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Thunder Force. Written and directed by
1: Ben Falcone, Thunder Force is the superhero comedy film starring Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. The movie is out now on Netflix but if you haven't watched Thunder Force yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers.
0: Thunderforce Force is the fifth collaboration between McCarthy and her husband, Ben Falcone, uh, following Tammy, the boss, life of the party, and superintelligence. Luke, you have the plot.
1: In a world terrorised by supervillains, one woman has developed the process to give superpowers to regular people. But when scientist Emily Stanton, played by Octavia Spencer, accidentally imbues her estranged best friend Lydia, played by Melissa McCarthy, with incredible abilities, the two women must become the first superhero team. Now it is up to Thunder Force to battle the superpowered miscreants and save Chicago from the clutches of the king, played by Bobby Carnival.
0: Ah, uh, so we're always up for a, a superhero comedy film, aren't we? We're always, we're always there for, for it when they pop up. On that,
1: though, they don't pop up very often. Off the top of my head, I can think of Sky High, the Disney movie with Kurt Russell. Is my that a super- comedy or just a family movie? That's just a family oh, that's a comedy. Movie. My super ex-girlfriend, yeah. Luke Wilson, yeah. Uma Thurman.
0: And then there's, like, superhero movie, if you want to count I that. I do want like, to count that. Do we count that? F- uh, I mean, it does count, but it's that's full on. That's like parody. Anyway, anyway, but well, there's these, not many. um, there's not many. That was the point. There's, not, there's not many. Yeah. Hancock was that a comedy? That's pretty. Jason Bateman's in it. I don't know. There's hey, something in there connection with this movie. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. There is um, you know those movies I I, I stated. I mean, we've got the same director. They're all comedies. They all star Melissa McCarthy. Have you seen these movies? All of them. Either of them. All of them. All of them. I've yep. seen none of them. I'll be honest. I've really? seen none.
1: I've yes, seen none have. of you've them. You've seen, you've seen Identity Thief, haven't you? Yeah, but that's not on my list. That's, that's not a... That Zen a good point. Movie. I'm just thinking <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. Hey, this whole thing is confusing, but that is a good point.
0: <laughs> I have a, seen Identity Thief, Seth,
1: Seth Gordon, I think he, he did that. But the, the connections between these movies like whether it's the director and the cast they all kind of entwine like melissa mccarthy bobby carnival super intelligence identity thief don't know why i'm bringing that one up again here's <laughs> <choose> a better <laughs> example when else has jason bateman worked with melissa mccarthy See, it happened, i think
0: it? super intelligence as well was that bobby carnival or jason bateman
1: that was bobby carnival who also starred alongside Melissa McCarthy in the
0: movie Spy in two thousand. It's not important. It's not important. What's important though, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, apparently in real life, they've been lifelong friends. I've which heard is that as kind well. of cool. Yeah. And do you I know do, what I th- I, do like that. I that's that answers my question. Um, you know, initially when seeing the, the trailer for this and, you know, Octavia, Octavia Spencer, you know, like her name, to me, I'm like She's too good for something like this.
1: You you said that when we first we we talked about this trailer. Yeah, and I I said then I don't really know her other than the movie Ma. She was the person in that horror movie. Still like like The Help, Hidden
0: Figures, which um, is yeah, is bad enough? example for my argument. But, <laughs> but it's, hey, I'm only talking about uh, where I don't where know The Shape of Water, like all, all these. Oscar, you know, best picture films and stuff, you know? They're, they're it does
1: seem odd that she's in this movie. Mm.
0: But lifelong friends with Melissa McCarthy. 20 years, <laughs>
1: apparently. Well, actually, let's talk Jason Bateman again because he worked with Octavia Spencer in the movie Zootopia. They were both in that together. Huh? And is she another... the voice of is she the voice of the bunny? I or is she just a character right she's in it somewhere but oh, another no, another example
0: it's, uh, yeah
1: another example of melissa mccarthy and jason bateman and then we can leave this alone they were both <laughs> in the movie
0: central intelligence they of course weren't the stars of that movie but both that's in. what i was thinking i was thinking super intelligent central intelligence you can see the connection there. that about where my brain went. Anyway, this movie, yes, is it good? Let's talk about it. Let's let's try and give these people an answer to that burning question. I mean, it's a comedy. Is it funny? I let's mean,
1: just you know. I did. I did laugh. I did laugh a couple of times, and this this movie, right? I don't, you might not agree because I know. Well, I'm getting now <laughs> how much of a fan you are of Octavia Spencer. But I know her character could turn invisible. But even when she wasn't invisible, she just wasn't really there. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, it's her movie. It looks like a two-hander. But this movie really does belong to Melissa McCarthy. And what oh, she's doing I mean, in this is what we always talk about her doing is just being this bumbling oaf, but you know, tends to have a good heart. And you've been saying for a long time that like she's got a really good movie in her. Like maybe it's going to be a drama that we'll get to see her do one day.
0: Oh, of like, course, yes, no, no, I'm, I'm sure that. she's got acting jobs. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. She, no. she well, overshadows no, like... this movie. She overshadows it completely. That kitchen movie or whatever. Like she was good in that. The movie just wasn't good, in my opinion. The but kitchen movie. Wasn't... The kitchen. Yeah, that was the good. The kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. She, she was good in it. A
1: DC Comics movie, but not a superhero movie. I think this is her first superhero movie.
0: It's certainly Octavia Spencer's first superhero (laughs) movie. Uh, But you know what? I think uh, tonally, like we'll get to the characters and how that dynamic, like you're right, it's all over the place. But I think the tone um, comedy-wise, I don't think this movie had a clear idea of what its identity was. It was, you know, it was sort of like kind of... Set in reality for the most part when the movie started, you know, like there was obviously fantastical elements and stuff They've like that but it was very much,
1: superpowers, but other than that, yeah, it's
0: reality, yeah. It was still very real world, like everyone was dealing with sort of like real issues to an extent, nothing too serious, but and then and then suddenly you get, you know, Jason Bateman with you know, the crab claws, and it, it gets a bit wacky, it gets hey, a bit, I... it goes up and down. You know, I, I said, I mean, I, I'll say
1: this, okay, right? You asked before, like, it's a comedy, is it funny? <laughs> There's moments in this movie that I were laughing. None of that had anything to do with Octavia Spencer. It was either Melissa McCarthy, who I generally did find funny in this. I mean, the Urkel bit didn't do anything for me, uh, to be honest. like was just doing the impression. But anyway, but. Overall, for the most part, she's pretty. She's pretty funny in this, and does carry this movie. But a very close second is Jason Bateman as the crab.
0: One hundred percent.
1: It is ridiculous, and they do it twice. There's two examples of when he exits the scene. One and he crab walks out, yeah. <laughs> and later on, any crab walks, and the sound effects they use as he's tapping the floor as he walks away, and he's got his ah, oh, man, he's generally funny in this, and i would I'd seen some clips of like a prom. I didn't quite get how it was going to fit into the movie. Like, was well, she supposed to have known him in the past? But when it's
0: just the '80s prom sequence, it's just a, a weird fantasy that she goes into. But that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> After Jim, I was just,
0: that was funny. Well, that like I thought it was funny, but at the same time, you know, like I'm sitting there going, like, "Okay, well, this movie just took a nosedive into." uncharted territory like it just it just flipped the page it's just bonkers yeah i mean um, there is fantastical, like, okay.
1: fantastic elements but that scene is different to everything else that's in the movie it's mm. the only like cut scene that we get but again it's a very good one and it's a funny <laughs> one And um, yes yeah, so melissa mccarthy jason bateman for me they're delivering here and they're generally being funny and we often Get Bateman as the good guy. We don't often see him in films as the bad guy. So even though, you know, we know what happens with his character. But he's a henchman. And, yeah, it's interesting seeing him play this type of character. But if we're going to go top three, we've done top two for me already. Top three, we've got to talk about Bobby Carnival, not as king, but as the king. I thought he was great in this. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed him in this. And just his relationship with his, with his henchmen. is killing them. He actually liked him. And then he's got Andrew. Is it Andrew or Andy? Well, actually, it's Andy. I quite like that guy. He was Andy <laughs> He was funnier <laughs> than Octavia Spencer in this. Like, he, was, <laughs> he was generally really funny. <laughs> and then when he eventually dies, Bobby Carnival, the king, is like, oh, I wanted
0: to kill Andy. <laughs> I I did find, I found the King character to be a bit of like a one note, one note. Like he, he sort of had his joke, which was, which was essentially that. Um, but you know, he's just a, he's just like the evil, he's the evil dude, like running for government.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's a comedy. That's enough. That's all there needs to be. And yeah, that's, that's that's fair. Like him playing the part, like he elevates it. Like, and he was and he was good. I mean, what is even his power set? We know he's strong. His eyes glow. I got the impression that he was draining that guy's energy, but we don't quite know what's going on with him. Does it matter? Not really. We just nah. know that he can take a punch. He can fly through the air. And we needed somebody strong to go up against Melissa McCarthy, the Hammer, her character,
0: <laughs> who's really strong. Well, okay, I mean, okay let's let's get into the, let's get into the the. Thunder Force, the the duo So Melissa McCarthy, like you said like she's the she's the muscle she's got the superpowers the super strength um she throws a bus like you know she's doing stuff she and Do then not you've got throw that bus <laughs> so I have to I, I, it just feels right <laughs> just, i can't, can't hear it. you I'm about to
1: <laughs> throw a bus <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then like five minutes later I was like in hindsight, <laughs> yeah, 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 probably shouldn't have thrown that bus. Um, yeah, Octavia Spencer's character, like, I don't think she's meant to be funny. There weren't moments where she was making jokes and they went landing. Like, she yeah. wasn't making jokes. I, the character was. I think her character was the straight one. Oh, okay, like, she listen. Was the straight I character. agree. But in terms and of, realize
1: that. I was joking in terms of like the saying. the
0: superhero dynamic, but. You know, like we've got like the invisible woman and she can have like, she's got shields and stuff like that. You know, like she, she has a place in the fantastic four and you know, like it works, she contributes. Octavia Spencer turning invisible in this, you know, she has a like taser. Yeah. That's about it. No, no, this is the thing. She doesn't even need the superpowers
1: because she uses a taser. Mm. And then they've got the thing whenever she uses the taser because of the voltage, she's no longer invisible. So, like the most powerful, the most useful thing she has is the taser. But when well, using the taser, it takes away her actual superpower. Why not give her super strength as well? <laughs> well, that was the intent, wasn't it? But then Lydia came in and she took both. Like the, the whole point was that all the powers. Oh, they couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't get recreate given. it. Uh, I guess I that. I thought they A one and done. But the idea is that Emily was going to get all the powers. But then Lydia came right. in, and that that was I will say the movie is actually better than what the trailer looked like, like watching that trailer and it was a very quick you know blinking or missing way of how they were going to get the powers. I thought it was going to be a case of she sits in that chair once, and then Lydia all of a sudden has powers. It was interesting. That wasn't necessarily... The, well, it wasn't the case. She then had to go through... They had to, to actually these, commit. Yeah. And then the gag being she has needles in the face and her friend, Emily, is just taking tablets. Good gag, I guess. But um yeah. she's like, I'm <laughs> going through all this torture. But again, Emily would have been going through that torture because the idea was that she was going to have the powers to avenge right. her parents. It was wasn't until her estranged friend... Um, and interesting, you know, they met when they were kids. I've not got the name here, but the actress playing young Lydia is actually Melissa McCarthy's daughter. And it's the second time she's played her as a kid. I think the first time was The Boss. And I watched that recently. Not the best at all. <laughs> I watched it <laughs> recently. So, yes, yeah, so she's
0: cast a daughter twice as herself. Or has the director. The father cast? Well, could be. Part. Yeah, could be. It's it's all
1: very bizarre, isn't it? And he's he's in the movie. He gets the, the taser to the face. You know, it's in all the trailers, and you know, it's a good gag. You know, it's it's funny enough, I guess. Yeah, but it is it is an odd one, isn't it? Like, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Like, is he purposely? I mean, what this? You said this is the fifth time. Is he purposely hmm. casting his wife, or is it just so happens that like in Hollywood?
0: She's the best actress for the part. What's going on here? Do I mean, you no, I mean, clearly it's, <laughs> he's, he's getting the, he's taking on these projects and...
1: And like, he's like, hey, my wife... As a vehicle for, for his
0: wife. Yeah, like and he's, he's movie, writing...
1: He's writing characters for his wife.
0: Okay. well, Because he's writing it. and directing, isn't
1: he? And this movie, not only... He is, yeah. This movie, not only is he casting his wife, his daughter... Is also casting his wife's friend of 20 years. (laughs) So he very (laughs) much, and then he's bringing back actors that they've worked with in the past who they've obviously got a good working relationship. So even though Thunder Force is this new thing, it's this new big Netflix movie, you know, they've spent quite a bit of money on it with a lot of the effects. But it does have this weird through line with all those previous movies. Same director, same writer, same stars, same supporting actors. Well, let's talk about the comedy again. (laughs) Is it funny? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, there there is moments that are generally generally laughed in this movie. You get the reveal that Emily's daughter also has powers, but I think every man and his dog saw that coming. (laughs) Like, we knew. (laughs) I didn't quite anticipate super speed. I thought it was going to be flight but we knew that the daughter was going to come to the rescue, which, you know, it, it worked well enough. I thought, you know, there was like a fight scene near a lift. I thought the lift doors were going to open and she was going to come out. Or when somebody got flew through, through the air, I thought she was going to fly up. But it ended up being super speed. And, yeah, it's oh, pretty good. So the team is now made up of three.
0: They just need a stretchy person and we got the whole set. I'm going more for an Incredibles thing than a Fantastic Oh, movie. okay, get yeah. <laughs> I get trying, to, <laughs> trying to work it out there. Um, oh, let, let's. Say we've
1: got to talk about the raw chicken, and I mean, it was never not horrible. Like it was so yeah. disgusting to see. And before, like the, the crab and the hammer got all romantic about it, like <laughs> in that post-credits scene. <laughs> Awful. But I had to look into it. I needed to know how they did it because it looked bloody awful. I mean, it clearly wasn't raw chicken, but I was curious. The raw chicken is actually really thinly sliced pears treated with citric acid and food colouring. And this is according to the director Falcone. It was so believable that we all got completely grossed out every time we saw it, as did everybody who had to eat it. Melissa was like, I know it's a pear, but it's just so hard not to imagine it as raw chicken. So it was always difficult to get through when shooting. <laughs> but it,
0: it really did look like raw chicken. Yeah. I mean, I know this is, a, this is an audio podcast, of course, but you can see my face, and this was my face watching it. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> oh, it was. It awful. And she, um, she got a taste for it
1: very quickly. Because she needed the nutrients <laughs> was... or something in it couldn't be cooked, and that's how she had to consume it because it was the way her metabolism was working. With the what well, was like when pals. they
0: when they get their powers, it's like suddenly they started like having like this craving for because didn't even the crab had he was like into it or was that just because? Oh, well, I think he's, he's he he was
1: into it as well. um Yeah, Octavia Spencer, she or oh, oh, character Emily, should I say, <laughs> didn't <laughs> have any weird food cravings.
0: That's true. Like, I mean, talking of things that made me go a bit, like the like, just the romantic stuff with between (laughs) uh, Lydia and and the crab, like with like salting his pincers, licking the yeah the butter and stuff. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, what is happening?
1: But But funny, I don't know. Like just. I mean, I didn't necessarily find those bits in particular funny. Oh, but I, will, dis- I, will I think say because they were
0: disturbing, they were disturbingly funny. You, you can definitely
1: see that these actors are comfortable working together and they've got a good rapport. So that, that that was enjoyable. Like you can see, these actors weren't just put together. I mean, we had a couple of actors that we've not necessarily seen in these films before, or the you know Falcone films. Uh, Pom Clentier. Is how I'm going to tackle her surname. Uh, but she was <laughs> Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, right. which was her first superhero film. This being the second one, and she plays Laser. She was pretty fun. Like, you know, she had an interesting dynamic. Oh, that was a good gag actually with The King, how people would just not realize he'd not finished talking and would just finish his lines. Like, he was trying to make <laughs> the big bad guy's features, and there's somebody else to say yeah. That's pretty fun. But yeah, Laser, she's, outside of the king, she's the biggest threat in this movie that they have to go up against. And yeah, things like do get pretty, pretty physical. Like, she goes to um, another actor we have in this, Kevin Dunn as Frank. I know him from the opening of Ghostbusters 2. Okay. <laughs> she's, <laughs> he's got okay. many other things. He's the dad in Transformers as well. The Witwicky dad in that first yeah, uh, yeah. Like movie. Yeah, yeah. The
0: Colonel uh, in Godzilla. But I don't know. He's done he? a few things. Yeah, he's done heaps of stuff. Yeah. He's done stuff. He's done stuff. Uh, but he plays
1: Frank, and they go to his place of work, and they start trashing it open, laser attacks. Um, yeah, I think you know. There's comedy. There's action. There's special effects, and I mean, it's it's an interesting one because a lot of the effects do look pretty good, but then you kind of you're rating them on a curve because it is a comedy. Like when you've got the yeah, yeah. car doing these flips. Doesn't look real at all, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it, it's it's a comedy. There's but a humorous even, spin to it. And, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, but even it's look, allowed
1: to look a little bit cartoony. It, it is. Yeah. But the look of the crab and his pincers, <laughs> it just looks like a costume. Do you know? It always, like, especially in promo shots that like I've looked at, like stills from the movie, and they look worse there. But even in the movie, the way they move and bend. It just looks like rubber pincers. Like it, it, but again, it, but you tonally, know it fits the movie. And I love no different.
0: No, no different to the, the thing from Fantastic Four, those Tim Story movies, or um, Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Like, you know, they're rubber suits. It's all I mean, good. I disagree all... completely,
1: especially <laughs> when talking about Ron Perlman, because his, his fist, or his hand, did look like Red Rock. And the thing was different as well, whereas no, I it all looked like it was made out
0: of foam. It all looked like it was made out
1: of foam. Yeah, but not like this though. That this looks (laughs) like he's just wearing a costume. Like it's different. Like the difference is that we know the thing and Hellboy, when we see them on screen, we know their costumes. But the Mm. difference here with the crab, and again, like they clearly wanted it to look this way because they could have done something else to it. It just looks like it's Jason Bateman wearing rubber oh, pinc- pincers.
0: When, when the pincers get ripped off.
1: Oh, that's still awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, I need a hospital. I'm a vet. I'm <laughs> 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 a marine biologist. He doesn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> quite know. I saw the only times I did actually laugh out loud, like literally out loud, was, was the Jason Bateman stuff. Yeah. It's
1: just it is, yeah, I mean again, it's one of the best things about Would
0: the movie. you would you watch A Crab Spin-off? <laughs> um, <laughs> is it a Netflix film? Sure. Yeah. Like you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, Netflix it's all in it's line paid, with listen, if film. it's
1: part of my subscription that I'm paying for anyway. <laughs> yes, I would yeah, I'd, I'd watch a a crab spin-off. Oh. I mean, I think it's just as likely that we get a crab spin-off than we would a Thunder Force Two, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, but then it's hard to tell with with Netflix and and this movie is no doubt gonna be the number one movie for the weekend, maybe the week. And for Netflix it's all about subscriptions, new subscriptions different to the box office so what they view as as a success is different to what you yeah. viewed view as a success at the cinema so who knows maybe they yeah they, they, they don't care ball. if it's
0: a good movie as long
1: as people are watching it <laughs> like people are watching it but that's box office too <laughs> like you know what i mean if you if
0: you, if you make a $1, it, billion no, no. dollar movie no, that's true the studio's yeah, gonna yeah. want another one <laughs> Who more so, People are actually paying for it. Who knows? Um, but yeah,
1: yeah, I'd, I'd like to see more of Bateman as the crab. And, and again, like, you know, he, he is definitely one of the best things about this movie. And, you know, I said that like, we don't normally get this kind of thing from, from Jason Bateman because normally he's the good guy. But in reality, he's pretty much being the Jason Bateman we do get for the most part, only he's playing the role of, of the henchman. Jason Bateman has, you know, outside of the TV show Ozark, but if you're looking at his film career for the most part, he's got a particular speed, and he does that speed well, and it's no doubt made him a lot of money over the years. He's mm-hmm. starred in a lot of films, um, but if you want to see Jason Bateman, you get that in his movie with Crab Claws.
0: he deserves his own movie. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, let's, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, yes. it's the crab. Let's move towards wrapping this up. Um, the the closing credits we get. We get the Thunder Force theme song. I didn't write any notes down myself. I'm just assuming you've got the notes or you know the people involved. Members of Slipknot, Anthrax, and
1: Slayer. So they're the guys, or guys from those bands, are responsible. I didn't delve deeper than that to find out the names of the <laughs> artists in the bands. But I just all, know all I know those... is
0: all I know is Corey Taylor from Slipknot. That's that's there you go. That's um that's that was trivia given to me by my wife. <laughs> but it it fits with Lydia's character, the hammer. That's what she's a yeah. fan of. Oh, she's wearing no. a Slayer t-shirt, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there you go. The so music, actually, the music in this movie, very like '80s and dare I say '90s as well. It is, and that's that's her character. So that's pretty much yeah.
1: you know she plants that seed early on and carries it throughout the movie. We we're always going to get ACDC in this movie. It was in the trailers, and then it's beginning of the movie. It was always going to
0: happen. It was weird, though, that the ACDC song it played was... Which one was it? It wasn't Thunderstruck. That one... Yes, it was, surely. No, it wasn't. Yes, no, it, it, was, it movie. was. It was It Rock and Roll All Night or whatever that song no, was. No. No, it wasn't Thunderstruck. Uh, you it wasn't. Watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, it's early on so you only have to watch that the first like 10 minutes oh was a sure Thunderstruck. I'm pretty sure because I, I sat there questioning it being like why aren't they playing Thunderstruck I'm sure that's in the
1: trailer though the trailer's not the movie I know but when the movie <laughs> played it was that same that same song I'm pretty sure it was oh anyway who knows
0: <laughs> who knows maybe <laughs> people <right>. listening <laughs> to this
1: know but I <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I just thought Thunder... Is it Thunderstrike? What's that the ACDC song? Thunderstrike. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm having a quick look now. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. That's in it from ACDC. Yeah. But surely that's not the only one. I could have swore that it was in there, but yeah, I think you're right, maybe... Maybe not. That's bizarre. Maybe
0: just the name of the movie an ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bizarre. I like I assume. I assume. I'm um, yeah, I'm just I this was me when I was watching the movie being like, what? What?
1: But that's because okay. let's Because i wait, hang on. You mentioned Corey Taylor earlier. I've got the Thunder Force details here written by Phil Eisler, Scott Ian and Corey Taylor. There you go. They're the guys from Slipknot,
0: Slayer, and Anthrax. Okay. Let's rate this movie. (laughs) Out of five, what have you got for us?
1: Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. There's moments where I generally did laugh. Uh, I mean, it's Melissa McCarthy doing things that she's done in all the Ben Falcone movies and others. Uh, Octavia Spencer... I mean, I agree with you. She does bring an air of class with her, even you know, based on those movies that I've seen and the movies I know she's been in. Um, I enjoyed the supporting actors. Oh, I did laugh. Visuals are decent. The crab, but I'm I'm going to come in at a two point five. I don't think that a, yeah, just fair. just under a three. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's decent as a Netflix movie to watch at the weekend at home. Um, but yeah, it's it does have its funny moments. Uh, but you've got your two heroes, and one of them, again, even when she wasn't inv- invisible, I didn't really notice the character. I'm going to come in at
0: <laughs> two point five. You know, speaking of the um, speaking of our long-winded um, music discussion, Seal, A Kiss from a Rose. Oh yeah, that's there. Batman enough. Forever, you know, there's a yeah, superhero connection. But I feel like they did the same joke in the like that vacation movie with Ed Helms where starts start singing he just starts singing a kiss from My rose. It's like I don't know. I just felt like we'd seen it. Anyway, so we just because here, of that, though,
1: with the superhero connection.
0: Are <laughs> you gonna <can> say because <laughs> of that you're gonna like take away a no, whole no stuff. no? no, no, no. <laughs> but because of that and other things, um I'm actually matching I'm matching your two point five out of five it it was it was better than what i was expecting to be honest but still wasn't anything to cry home about um i did laugh but you mainly the crab stuff a couple things mr mccarthy was doing but mainly the crab stuff and that's it pretty paint by numbers for the rest of it story-wise yeah there's nothing There's nothing amazing here, but yeah, fine. It's a fine movie, 2.5. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. You know, last night, you know, I was going to put it on
1: and it was either going to be this or another film that the wife and I watched together. And she's like, oh, let's just watch the trailer for Thunder Force. She watched the trailer and then said, let's watch the other one. So we watched (laughs) something else instead and then by myself, I sat and watched (laughs) Thunder Force in all its glory.
0: The title's decent. I mean, oh, I mean it makes me think. I, I swear there was a Power Rangers series called Thunder Force, but it turns out that was Dino Force and Thunder. And Dino Thunder. There was an,
1: Dino Thunder, yeah. <laughs> There's and, a video game called Thunder Force, but unrelated. You know, again, honestly, <laughs> like, Emily's character is so not there for most of this. And to that point, I've mentioned the hammer. That's the superhero name. I also, of, heard, yeah, Melissa McCarthy's character. But we've not once mentioned Bingo, who is Emily's superhero alias. But hmm. saying that, though, there's no domino masks, there's no hoods, there's no cowls, there's no nothing. There's no real effort to conceal their <laughs> So when like just wanted... when Emily goes to her mom's place saying, hey, you might need to move or come and stay with me for a while because you know there's this thing that we need to tell you. There was that misunderstanding where her mom felt so like lovers or something. Oh, not her yeah. mom's parents died, her grandma uh, thought that they were lovers. And uh yeah, not very
0: good secret identities, non-existent. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, is it because you're out fighting crime? Like, yeah, <laughs> anyway. That's anyway. right, we've done the review. <laughs> We've done it. That's the review. And at this point in time, I'd normally give a bit of trivia, but you stole my chicken trivia. Oh, was that your it was trivia? About, it was all about that, okay, mate. There's oh, enough That it was, was worth look. I think we, I think we covered <laughs> the, this, <laughs> this episode was covered with trivia. There was all the all the connections with the actors and the family and the daughter and the, all of that, and then the chicken. <laughs> That's you it. Know, That's it. In future,
1: when we do a review, it's my turn to do the trivia. And I forget or can't find anything. That's what I'm going to say.
0: I didn't forget.
1: (laughs) That was my trivia. The chicken, the chicken
0: stuff. Oh, that was pretty, that needed to be talked about, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought we'd talk about it here, but instead that's it for our review of Thunder Force. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages.
0: All our episodes can be found on our website, ThatfilmStreep
1: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Stew. See you soon.